to Light Warrior Radio. I'm your host, Dr. Karen Can, author of the number one bestseller, Guide to Healing Chronic Pain, A Holistic Approach. And our intention here at Light Warrior Radio is to help inspire you to get your dreams, whether that be like radiant health, prosperity, loving relationships, or peace of mind. Help you manifest those things easily. And, and if you are a sensitive soul and would like some support around your sensitivity, I have a free gift for you. It's at sensitivesoulguide.com. It's a free PDF that you can download with some associated videos to help you kind of manage your, your sensitivity and then harness them as a superpower. And I'm super excited today because my friend and colleague, Dr. Bradley Nelson, creator of The Emotion Code and The Body Code, is here with us live. We're actually going to be uh, doing some um, you know, back and forth Q&A with folks on the call. So if you're interested in getting a mini reading or question, uh, something about The Emotion Code or Body Code, and specifically relationships is our topic. Topic today, the number to call in is 818-514-1190, and then hit one, so we know your hands up. Oh, somebody has your hand up already. <laughs> awesome. So the number is 818-514-1190, and then hit one. So before I formally introduce Dr. Brad to the show, I just want to share with everyone. I know some folks are, you know, um, veteran listeners, and others are brand new. But uh, Dr. Brad and his work, the Emotion Code and the Body Code, totally transformed my life. Uh, I had, um, uh, you know, a fairly good, you know, practice acupuncturist, doctor, you know, practice. Um, however, um, there were some questions that I always had, like, how do I help? myself and my clients even better, or even my family, you know, we're talking about family relationships today and getting things done. And, and I read Dr. Uh, Brad's book, The Emotion Code, which was referred to me by a friend of mine. And I, I, I literally read it like cover to cover in a day, I think, because I was just so intrigued by it and then learned all these different techniques of muscle testing, which I knew just one and <laughs> no, like seven or something. It was amazing. And I was doing the emotion code like day in and day out, releasing, gosh, hundreds and hundreds of inherited, they first came out inherited for me, inherited emotions of feeling unsupported um, and, and um, you know, lack of um creative insecurity. I mean, all these emotions. What was really funny was I was getting a little sleepy doing like, you know, hours at a hour at a time, several times a day. And I call my parents up and they're like, we're exhausted. I'm like, oops, sorry, sorry. <laughs> Inherited emotions. I need to slow down. Uh, but then the body code, I was so interested in the body code and I learned about the heart wall, releasing all these trapped emotions from the heart wall. We've done a show on that previously. So if you want to look that up, check it out. And I really believe that because I was able to release this heart wall of trapped emotions, I got the impetus and inspiration to be able to finish, you know, my very first hardcover book, Guide to Healing Chronic Pain, and that went to number one on Amazon. So, like, super, like, the, the synchronicity started to happen, um, and then I went to... Uh, Utah to see Dr. Brad and train with him and the body code 2.0 and it was released, learned about entities. And that was like a big, huge eye opener for me. And all of a sudden I felt like this, this something inside me, like, oh my gosh, th there's something here I, I got to do. And because I'm one of these people that has always been really interested in that topic, but just thought it was just a whole bunch of make-believe, you know? And then I was like, wow, you know, I'm actually really pretty good at this. You know? <laughs> 
<laughs> so uh, I became like the entity expert or one of the, the entity experts of the world now because of Dr. Brad introducing it to me and finding out and having all these amazing conversations with Source about it and doing these healings. It's been amazing. So I have a lot to be grateful for, for Dr. Brad and his wonderful family, uh, just, just putting that foundation in and transformed my practice to be able to really help people at a deeper, more root cause level, asking quality questions. Um, and it's just, you know, gone, you know, just exploded from there. So uh, if you want to know more about Dr. Brad and his programs, you can go to discoverhealing.com and learn more about the Body Code and Motion Code. And today we're going to be talking about relationships because there's so many people that are talking to me and texting me and go, what am I going to do? You know, you know my, my husband's, you know, an alcoholic or my child's super sensitive or they're having trouble in school and, and maybe they're trying to help their loved one, but their loved one maybe is an adult who does not believe in energy healing, may not want to have anything to do with it. And what I've discovered is if I heal myself, that my relationships with others change. So we're going to talk to Dr. Brad about this uh, today. And Dr. Brad is uh, originally a chiropractor, interestingly, and we'll have him share a little bit of his story of how he, you know, became, you know, the creator of the Emotion Code and Body Code. So without further ado, Dr. Brad, welcome to the show again. Yay! Oops, did we meet you for some reason? <laughs> that was kind of funny. Hang on. Okay, somehow you Hello? got muted. Let me unmute you. There we go. Yay! <laughs> Hi, great to be here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, great to have you, you hear here okay? as well. Yes, I can okay. hear you fine. Yeah, I wasn't looking at my console because I was so busy celebrating that you were here. Um, <laughs> now we can hear you. Yeah, I think at the start of the show, it mutes everybody, and then I have to unmute you again. So, <laughs> uh, Dr. No Brad, yeah, welcome. This has been awesome. Uh, you know, I haven't connected to you for, in a number of years since you know, the, the last event I was at, but, uh, you know, so, so much is happening yeah. in your life that your website looks awesome. Congratulations. Oh, thank you. Yeah. Discoverhealing.com. Finally, uh, it took us a while to put that together, but, uh, it's up and running oh, now. I, yeah. Yeah. I hear you. I'm, I'm just in the middle of revamping mine. It's not quite ready, but it's, it's beautiful. And, uh, um, I know we have some people that want to ask some questions, so we're going to open up the phone lines a little later. The number to call in is 818-514-1190. So, Dr. Brad, for the folks that don't know you, um, maybe you can share a little bit about how, first of all, you decided to become a chiropractor, and then how did you go from being a chiropractor to like an energy, quote-unquote, healer teacher? Well, I'll tell you, um, it really... Um... It really, oddly enough, goes back to when I was seven years old. Uh, uh, pretty young, but um, and I, I may have told you this story, or I may not have. I, I don't know, but um, I was uh, I was really sick with the measles, and uh, I'd overheard my parents talking, and they uh, they were talking about how I needed to go into the hospital the next day. They were putting me in the hospital, and I was going into something called an oxygen tent. So I, mm. I apparently wasn't doing very well. And, uh, and I, I was feeling really sick. So um, what happened was uh, everyone else had gone to bed. My parents had made a bed for me on the uh, couch so I could be near their bedroom. And my parents came into the room, and um, I'm lying there feeling really ill. And my mom says to my dad, uh, honey, will you kneel down and say a prayer? 
so that our boy will be able to get well. Mm-hmm. Now, and knowing my dad, I think this is the first time probably I'd ever heard my dad, you know, pray out loud. He uh, was a great, great man, but I think that was probably the first time I heard him pray. So anyway, they're kneeling down by the side of the couch. My dad is offering this prayer for me, and um, and I had this miraculous healing. It started at the top of my head, and it went whoosh through my body that fast, and I was healed. And, uh, wow. Yeah, and, and, you know, to go from being really, really sick one moment to being completely well the next instant is so bizarre and so impossible that you, it's just one of those things that you can't possibly ever forget. And I remember every moment of this event. Uh, I don't remember anything else when I was a kid much, (laughs) maybe a few highlights, you know how it is, but I remember that. And um, so I held my tongue until my dad was done praying, which didn't take long. And when he was done, I said, I'm better. I, Heavenly Father healed me. I, God's healed me. I'm better. I'm, I'm totally well. And they said, that's fine, honey. Go back to sleep now. Tomorrow you're going into the tent. And But that taught me that there is a higher power that mm. we can uh, draw upon for help. There's this unseen power. So um, – so I remembered that that stuck with me. And then uh, fast forward about another, uh, about another seven years, you know, things go in those cycles. I was 13 and uh, I started having these pains in my back that uh, started off, um, it started off, you know, just small, but got bigger and bigger. And then all of a sudden just got unbelievably painful. And it was, it was really strange because these pains would, strike me out of the blue and would sometimes just put me on the ground or take my breath away. I mean, it was felt like I was being run through with a sword or something. I mean, it was just extreme. So uh, it was kind of terrifying, honestly. My parents were very worried. They took me to the hospital and um, they ran these tests on me and confirmed that I had kidney disease. Wow. And so uh, my kidneys were, you know, were hemorrhaging on a low level and they were, uh, and they said, well, you know, this is either going to get better on its own or it's not. And um, they didn't do kidney transplants back then. <laughs> it's a long time ago. And um, so I had about a 50-50 chance at surviving this. Jeez. So, yeah, it was, it was quite severe. And so my, uh, but there was nothing they had really to offer me. There was nothing they could do. So my parents decided that they would uh, they would look for alternatives for me, and they found uh, they found this um, holistic uh, doctor uh, couple, a uh, man and a woman, who practiced out on the edge of town, and uh, they uh, they actually practiced in, in a trailer out on the edge of town. Their trailer was parked out in the middle of a wheat field for some reason. <laughs> anyway, I guess it was probably cheap rent, but. Um, they started working on me, and uh, within a matter of – well, within, within days, really, um, it started to get better. And after about a month, I had pretty much forgotten I'd ever been sick. And uh, my parents took me back to the clinic, and they ran the test again. And as I recall, they ran the test twice, and they said, well, it's a spontaneous remission. Whatever we did must have worked. And they hadn't done anything. And so even though I was only 13, I wasn't stupid. I knew – in my heart that what these mm. people, uh, these holistic doctors had done for me was exactly what my body needed. So, um, 
So that uh, led me to this decision that uh, I wanted to go into the healing arts and I wanted to be a doctor, uh, but uh, more of a holistic doctor, you know, and if I needed to practice out on the edge of town in a, in a trailer house, I was okay with that. I mean, those people seemed <laughs> to know what they were doing. Or the other people, they didn't seem like they really knew what they were doing that much, although, of course, you know, they do in many ways, but, um, but they weren't able to help me. So, so then what happened was uh, I got involved in computers um, back in 1980. I was going to school in Hawaii. I took a class in uh, computer programming, and man, that was, it was all over for me. I was so totally into computers and in business, and I was about uh, I was about six months away from going into the uh, the MBA program to get my master's in business administration at uh, Brigham Young University in Provo, Utah. And my wife and I went home to visit my folks in Montana, and uh, we were sitting around with my mom and dad. And my dad, kind of totally out of the blue, says to me, uh, "Are you sure that you don't want to go to chiropractic school? Seems like a great career, and you've wanted to do that." And I said, no, I'm going this other direction because uh, uh, I've made that decision. And he said, well, why don't you think about it one more time? And <laughs> those were probably the most important words anyone ever spoke to me because uh, I thought about that. And I thought, well, all right, I'll think about it one more time because you know, I had this, this whole direction of my life figured out, and I thought I was going this certain direction. And then uh, uh, all of a sudden my dad throws me this curveball. And now I'm being brought back to this dream of mine to be a healer. And uh, so my wife and I made up a pro and con list. And, um, you know, on the one side was going into business and computers and so on. And then on the other side was going into the healing arts. And it was a little longer on the healing arts side, but, you know, I, I wasn't really convinced. So having learned at age seven that there's a higher power we can draw upon, I felt like I could use some help here. So I prayed about this. And um, and I uh, asked God, you know, to help me if there was anything that uh, that uh, He had to say about this. I was totally open. I was really, I, I at that point I thought, all right, I can I can go either way now, you know, whatever. Ah. And so uh, that night I was awakened three different times, and uh, each time that I was awakened, my I found that um, my mind was full of these these really warm, happy thoughts about going into the healing arts and how great it is to be able to help people naturally and serve people and so on. So it was really strange. It was, it was almost like I had been having this dream. And, but then when I would wake up the dream, there was no dream. It was just these feelings. Right. Mm -hmm. And uh, it was really interesting. So that, but, and I would think, well, yeah, but you know, computers and so on. And then I'd fall back asleep. And um, so the next day I'm still just really not convinced. I still don't know what to do. <laughs> so I'm on my knees again, praying, and uh, right, I know it's kind of embarrassing. <laughs> and it's big headed, not that smart, really. So um, anyway, I'm on my knees again, and I'm praying and asking God for guidance. And so on the second night, uh, the same thing happened. I was awakened three different times, uh, mm. and my mind—I would—I was awakened to find my mind just filled with these. Uh, thoughts of uh, how great it is to be able to help people and heal people naturally and serve humanity and so on. Well, uh, the difference on the second night was that each time that I was awakened, the um, the feelings were 
exponentially more powerful than the time before. So mm. that higher power was really going to let me know this time. The first time didn't work, so they had to they had to ramp things up a little, I guess, up there. And so, um, <laughs> so the third time that I was awakened, I mean, the feelings um, of service to mankind and humanity, the whole world was just absolutely overwhelming. I can't even describe it. And then right then I heard a voice that spoke to me as clearly as I'm speaking to you right now. And it said, this is a sacred calling. And I thought, Mm. oh, okay. Well, I'm not really sure what that means, but I get it. I get it. So, um, so that was it. So we made that decision and uh, went into the healing arts. And so when I got into practice, uh, I developed this habit of asking for help with each person that I saw. And it was a very, it was a totally private, totally personal habit, just a momentary pause really uh, to ask for help and try to connect with that higher power. And um, I never told, you know, nobody ever knew that I was, you know, essentially praying for them, but that's what I was doing. And, um, and you know, the amazing thing about it is I, I gained this knowledge during the, uh, during the approximately 20 years that I was in practice in one form or another, um, because there were times when someone would come in to see me and I didn't know how to approach their problem. I didn't know how to help them. And I would offer that silent prayer for help. And the information would just flood into me like an avalanche of data and understanding. And that didn't happen very often. I mean, in all of those years with all the patients that I saw, that kind of experience probably only happened maybe four or five times. Most of the time, though, when we're asking for help, we get it as more like a whisper, right? It's more like uh, a subtle impression maybe or a thought or an idea maybe Mm. that we have. We often tend to think that those thoughts or those ideas um, are coming from our own mind. But if we're asking for help from up above, oftentimes they're not. They're actually coming from you know, the angels around us that are giving us those and trying to help us and guide us. So, um, so yeah, uh, the, well, of course, I learned about the emotions and, um, and how these bodies of ours seem solid, but they're really just an energy field and how our emotions are energy and um, intense emotions can become trapped in the body. And so um, that was such a huge thing and so important that I eventually got this message from up above that was essentially that you need to get out of your practice and this, you need to write a book. This has to go to the whole world. This isn't just for you, dummy. This has got to go to everybody. (laughs) And so that's the emotion code and that uh, we published that in 2007 and then um, in 2008, one day, uh, one morning, I woke up, uh, and my mind was full of instruction. And the instruction was really specific, and the instruction was you need to take everything that you've learned about natural healing and put it into a self-study course that anyone can learn and make it available to everyone everywhere. So, mm. um, so that's what the body code really is. During those years that I was in practice, I was always trying to uh, trying to organize things, um, and I was trying always trying to organize the things that I was finding on people and categorize things. And eventually, I found that there are uh, six different kinds of imbalances that we all suffer from, 
and um, that create our illnesses, whether they're mental or you know emotional or physical or whatever. And that's really what the body code is. So, you know, the bottom line is that uh, I've come to the conclusion and the knowledge that um, the highest duty of the healer is really to act as a go-between for that higher power. And there's really nothing better, right? And there's really nothing better than that, right? I mean, when you're acting as a go-between for that higher power, it's like, um, gee, you sleep really well at night and amazing things happen. And and that those amazing amazing things will continue to happen as long as you keep asking for help and as long as you don't allow your ego to get involved because of course the ego wants to um, wants to take the credit you know like for hey, this morning um, a great example of this we were in um, we've been in Europe for seven weeks teaching and we got back um, we got back just a couple nights ago and um, at about three in the morning. Uh, I got a, a notification on uh, WhatsApp and played it, and it was from a woman in um, uh, in Germany. And we had worked; we did a seminar in Frankfurt, and uh, this woman's daughter had come up uh, on the stage, and I worked on her. And um, she uh, she she's a, a flight attendant; she's 30 years old, um, has only had um, has only had a period twice in her life. And really wanted to, uh, or at least in the last 10 years, it only had a period twice. And would really like to have children and get married and so on, but was really blocked in some way. So um, so I tested her, and uh, I just asked, I had her hold out her arm, and I said, are, are you okay to, uh, to have your menstrual cycle? And the answer was no, her arm went down. And then I told the audience, I said, well, having a menstrual cycle is is an integral part of being a woman. So let's see if she's okay to be a woman. And the answer was no, she was not okay to be a woman. And the reason why was because her mom was almost, uh, was almost killed when um, she was nine years old uh, by her husband who, uh, who uh, gave her this tremendous blow that actually split her uh, breastbone. And um, the, energy from that blow, that physical trauma energy actually lodged in the daughter's body. And, um, mm. and so we released that and a couple of other things. And then all of a sudden she's okay. And it was her mom that messaged us at three o'clock this morning to let us know that uh, last night uh, she started having her period. You know? Wow. And so, yeah. So, and, but you know, the point of that is that, um, and I told my wife, I said, that, that's not me. You know, I didn't do that. You didn't do that. That's the higher power. That's God, however you refer to the higher power. You know, if your ego gets involved and you start thinking that amazing, miraculous things like this are really your doing, in that moment, you cut yourself off from the very source of your power, which mm-hmm. is God, you know, our Father above, or however you might think of uh, that higher power, creator, source energy, Jesus, whatever. Um, so... Anyway, yeah, it's uh, it's really amazing. So I I I, um, I believe that uh, everything that's happened to me in my life has prepared me to bring this message into the world, this message of healing, and um, and uh, yeah. So that's what I'm wow. doing here. So thanks for having me on your show. <laughs> 
That's great. You know, and I really appreciate you, you know, I mean, for everything that you've gone through and what you've been doing and and just what you said right now about that whole ego, because I know that that's one of the things I do appreciate about you personally, Dr. Brad, is because I know, um, I mean, there's a lot of great, amazing teachers and healers out there. And some I know well, some I don't know well, but there's always this risk when we become successful as humans, that the ego gets involved and we think it's us and oh, we're yeah. so great and all this money's coming in and we have all these students and things like that. And, then, and I'm getting this mm-hmm. message from source to always be humble and stay in integrity yep. And then I know that if I start straying in my mind, even just a little bit away from that, I get a synchronicity that reminds me, hey, yeah. we're, do, we're, do, we're doing this dance together here, you know? <laughs> um, so it's easy for yeah. me to, to stay, you know, to, to stay true. And, and, and that's one thing that, like I said, I appreciate about you because I know that there's been other whatever, you know, modalities, healing, whatever, over the decades, centuries, where the ego has come into play and there's been some negative energy, unfortunately, injected into or allowed into um, the healing uh, group, tribe, modality, whatever, uh, because of that ego and lack of, you know, integrity. So I really appreciate you mentioning that because I think that's really important. Yeah, I observed that too when I was in practice early on. Um, I uh, I actually experienced a couple of modalities that came out. It started out and they were really simple and and easy, and then uh, and then they just seemed to become uh, over a few years time uh, just incredibly complex and difficult. And I've always been a great lover of simplicity, and I think that um, healing really doesn't have to be complicated. It's the ego. When the ego gets involved, um, then the ego wants to make it complicated because that's what the ego does. Um, so, mm. you know. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, that's the beautiful thing about the emotion code and the body code is that they're just super simple and easy. And then that's how they should be. Well, and hopefully they'll stay you- that way. Yeah. <laughs> and the talent of, of your, you know, your, com- your computer skills I should say not talent, your computer skills now have made it easier mm-hmm. because, uh, you know, people can just, you know, especially the, you know, the body code is, is just being able to use it on your phone, you know, when you're a practitioner or, or use it on your iPad or, you know, you really put those skills to work yeah. and integrate it, all, everything you've learned. So that's super convenient for the rest of us. Yeah. It's been a really interesting life. I mean, uh, I'm just, uh, I I have no idea how this came about, but I'm just so grateful to be to be able to be the messenger to bring this work into the world and to have had all these experiences and so on. And I'm 62 years old now, and I feel like we're just things are just really getting going now, and we've got the whole world. So I'm I mean I ponder all the time how can we how do we get this to the whole rest of the world and how do we do this faster? And, you know, because it's almost like we're in a race, really. Um, with the, uh, you know, there are dark forces at work in the world. And, and so we've had uh, opposition to bringing this work into the world. And, uh, and it, sure. it continues and from the very beginning. I mean, it's just been, it's really, it's been an interesting journey. But, uh, but yeah, there's always resistance mm. when you're trying to bring, when you're trying to bring light into the world. Uh, believe me, um, yeah. you know, there will be resistance to that. So, 
That's just how well, it yeah, is. you 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 definitely told some interesting. I'm, I'm sure you have more, but interesting stories uh, for that first Body Code 2.0 um, reveal related to entities. And and um, and I have noticed, Dr. Brad, that um, sometimes when I'll you know check in on you know somebody and and I'll find that they themselves don't have you know, any entities uh, attached to them or necessarily messing with them or attached to their or field. But interestingly, I've asked this question, I think of one of my friends who's an emotion code, certified emotion code, um, um, who she trained after I did because she was so interested after uh, I did it on her. And uh, she said, you know what? I asked a different question. She says, are there any entities attached to the relationship between so-and-so and so-and-so? And I got a yes. And I'm like, really? Yeah. So we started mm-hmm. asking different questions and we found that you might have, you know, Bob and Sue and they don't have entities, but for some reason, the relationship, <laughs> we get a yes for entities mm-hmm. and then releasing those has really yeah. helped the relationship. So would love to know some of your experience related to entities and relationships. Oh Yeah. Well, um, <laughs> entities, you know, it's really interesting. Um, let me share something with you. Um, oh gosh, let's see. I was, um, I was talking with a friend who had been to visit, um, the, the wife of a guy named uh, Dr. Melvin Fish, who I believe was a psychologist and, um, from Utah here. And he, uh, uh, he became kind of well known because he worked with entities, and people would go to see him uh, for various different kinds of mental and emotional issues and so on. And um, and he would often find that they had entities, and so by helping these entities to go away and move on, he was able to uh, uh, he was able to help a lot of people. Well, um, one of the things that I learned from him, uh, he wrote a book. Uh, called The Power of Unconditional Love. And a uh, great book, highly recommended. It's on, uh, it's on Amazon. And in his book, he doesn't really talk about entities. He just talks about unconditional love. And, um, but then I was talking with uh, uh, this person who had visited uh, Mel's wife, uh, Dr. Fish's wife. He's passed away now, but, um, but um, learned some things from her. And, uh, and in, in my studies about this and over the last few years, uh, I've learned about using unconditional love with these entities. And, mm-hmm. um, and it's been a really, really powerful thing because um, <clears throat> love, of course, is the most powerful force uh, in the universe that we know of. And um, it's the only thing that's really going to change the world and, and uh, ultimately, right? Mm-hmm. And, I agree. Right. And so these entities, um, she, uh, she told my friend this story. She said that um, there was this man who came to see them and, um, and he was, he was having, I don't know what kind of problem, but some kind of chronic issue. And, um, and when they started talking with this man, all of a sudden, these two entities started speaking through him, okay, which sounds mm. bizarre and spooky and everything, but listen, listen to what, uh, what she said. She said that these two entities actually had taken this assignment to, um, to, to hang with this man and prevent, uh, prevent him from getting well, basically. That was their job, to prevent him from being able to get over this sickness, whatever it was. 
Uh, and they said they took the assignment uh, because they believed that he would end up going to see uh, Melvin Fish, and they believed that they would be able to kind of be set free from this. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and so the way I look at this, in fact, what they said um, was that um, was that there were about two million other spirits outside their door. <laughs> that we're also hoping, Hi. you know, change. Yeah, right. I know. Yeah. It's really interesting. Yeah. But you know, when you think about it, uh, I believe that these entities really uh, are our brothers and sisters. I think in, mm-hmm. um, I think that they've they've made some maybe some really tragically bad decisions, et cetera. But um, but nevertheless, they're they're our brothers and sisters. So I learned some things for, uh, about this. So. We went on this practitioner cruise uh, this year in May to the Caribbean, and um, and we had a contingent of our practitioners from Taiwan who came. There were about uh, I think maybe twelve to fifteen of them, and uh, and they were wonderful and uh, brought us all kinds of amazing gifts and things from Taiwan, and Aww. they were just so sweet. And um, and then we were sitting around talking with all of them, and. Uh, and the uh, the leader of this group is uh, is a an instructor of ours over there. His name is William Chen. He helped to translate the book into Chinese, the Emotion Code. And we were talking, and he said, uh, he said, I have a question for you. He said, usually when we find these entities, we can get rid of them, um, and we do it just how it's outlined in the Body Code, and it's not a problem. But he said. Um, we have this woman who was here with us who has had two entities with her all of her life. They talk to her all the time. She hears their voices all the time. And we've tried everything but can't get them to go away. And so what do we do? So I'm sitting across from this woman, uh, this Chinese woman, who doesn't – she's probably, I think, uh, probably about 50, as I would say, how old she probably was. And um, <clears throat> doesn't speak any English at all. So I'm sitting across from her, and uh, and I'm thinking, okay, well let's uh, let's try the unconditional love approach, and um, see if then we can uh, couple that with uh, what's in the body code as far as uh, how we get rid of you know how we can get these entities to go on. And so uh, I combined what uh, what what I learned from uh, Dr. Fish, and uh, so if you can imagine, I'm sitting across from this woman. And I start thinking about these entities, and and I address them, um, entities, and I and I allow my heart to fill with unconditional love for these brothers and sisters that have made these mm. bad choices, and now they're they're in this kind of a state where they're they're really stuck, and I just allow myself to fill with just overwhelming unconditional love for them. And I told them that I loved them, and I and I said I, I acknowledge you that you're here, and and I want you to know that you don't have to be stuck uh, in this situation that you've been in for so long. You can have more light in your life. You can uh, you can grow and you can progress. And and I said um, I want you to go and find someone in the spirit world who can teach you about. Jesus Christ, he, he, was, he was who he said he was, 
He did what he said he was going to do. And I said, you can be forgiven. You can move on and uh, you, you know, you can change and have more light. And, and so, and then I said, and now it's time for you to go. And so I command you to leave and uh, in the name of Jesus Christ, just like we do in the body code. Right. And anyway, so then at this point, all of a sudden, um, or actually right before I told him to leave, uh, all of a sudden this woman starts jabbering really fast in Chinese. And the guy sitting next to her starts translating. And he said, it, he said the entities are speaking. And he said, they are absolutely astonished. They've never felt love in hmm. all their existence. And they don't think that they didn't know that they could ever feel that. And they, and, and that was, that was essentially it. And they, there were some more that came out of her that they were saying, but they were just so, they were just completely blown away. And, um, yeah. and then when I commanded them to leave, they left. And so suddenly the voices that she'd had all of her life, uh, you know, it was gone. And so, um, mm, that's so beautiful. So, yeah, so it's really interesting, you know. Um, we're we're finding more and more that um, unconditional love is really just so powerful. In his book, um, uh, The Power of Unconditional Love, Doctor Fish talks about this situation where he was a school teacher, and uh, and one day uh, he has a new class, and it's a very it's a very disruptive class. And, uh, and then he finds out uh, – one of the students comes to him after class and he says, listen, you don't understand what's going on. He said, that big Tongan guy is the head of this Tongan gang, and the Mexican guy uh, that sits right there, he's the head of this Mexican gang, and they hate each other, and this is going to be a really, a really difficult and scary thing, a very scary class. Well, so what, ha- what happened was um, the next day, uh, Dr. Fish had positioned his chair – so that he could see everyone coming in. And as each person came in, he just he would just send to them um, unconditional love. And then, and then just in his own mind, he would just say, I love you, and I bless you that you'll have a wonderful day. He did that with everybody. And, mm. um, and, and he, he did a little extra for the, these two gang leaders, right? So um, about a week goes by, and then all of a sudden um, – all of a sudden, something shifts because this this big Samoan gang leader uh, stands up and he starts uh, right before the class is starting. He stands up and he, there's a girl sharpening her pencil. He says, "He says, Susie, sit down." And then a couple of kids are talking in the back and says, "Jim, Paul, you guys shut up." And then uh, he gets the class organized and then he tells the he tells Mr. Fish, the teacher, he says, "Mr. Fish, y- you can start now." And <laughs> right. <laughs> So he became kind of the the policeman for the class for the whole rest of the time, and oh my um, gosh. yeah, just an amazing shift. So you know, we teach about how important it is when you're trying to do this healing work that you that you have that unconditional love in your heart for whoever it is that you're working on, right? Mm-hmm. And um, what we've added, uh, or what we're, what we're going to be adding in the next iteration of the body code uh, when it comes out at some point, will be um, that um, unconditional love, you feel unconditional love for them too, and you acknowledge them. And yes. um, it, complete, it seems to totally disarm them, at least so far. 
Oh yeah, you know I, you know what I love about these these stories, Doctor Brad, is that it it totally reflects my personal experience. You know, since you know learning the Body Code 2.0, uh-huh. and and uh, I know my students will say, well, the you know my my thing that I say is that we don't fight the dark. You know, we love them into the light. So that's just my personality. Yeah. And I have a story where one time there, you know, I was uh, in the car coming from skating and the, the window was open and I was trying to, it looked like an interesting license plate um, ahead of me, but I couldn't quite see. And I asked my husband, I said, what does that license plate say? And then I heard a voice from behind, like someone sitting behind me, you know, uh-huh. pronouncing <laughs> whatever's on the license plate. And I turned to my husband and said, did you say that? And he goes, no. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm looking around and the window's open. So I figure it's somebody outside talking, but I couldn't see anyone outside. So of course, then I go into my testing and I, you know, so, so what is that? And it was like a demon. And I was like, what the heck? You know, like, why is a demon in my car? And, you know, the answer was the angel told me to come here. <laughs> oh, really? And I was like, okay you know and so it was like this demon had was representing like a whole gang of demons that had this like i don't know millennial like curse or something binding all of them something anyway so that was my Mm. job in that moment to to and that was perfect because i still had this polarity bias demons are bad right all demons are bad right Uh and then then it was like oh i see the teaching here not not everybody wants yeah. to say bad. And I was like, no. okay. So that was no, a that's really exactly interesting. Right. Yeah. I'm I'm sure that some do. You know, it's it's like uh, sure. that unseen society that they have uh is a reflection, you know, of of our society and there's all kinds of you know, there's a gray scale and some some are really just very malevolent and very, very dark. And I've had yeah. run ins with those two and you know, mm-hmm. um, but um, but you know, the, ultimately the uh, the fascinating thing about this is that um, is that this knowledge is really coming out this this hidden uh, this hidden side of our reality that uh, that we're surrounded really all the time uh, to one degree or another uh, with angels of light or beings of darkness and. Depending on what we're doing, uh, we're either attracting one side or the other side, right? And what and mm-hmm. depending on what our we're thoughts, feeling, our and, beliefs, our yeah, yeah. yeah. And that exactly unconditional right. love is so powerful, like you said. Like it's it's um, you know we can heal millions of entities at once, you know, with unconditional love. Uh, so that's that's great. I, I love how you know it's just <laughs> totally. Uh, your story's reflecting, you know, my experience and et cetera. That is so yeah. neat. Um, and, and, you know, so some folks, I'm sure, before we get to the Q&A here, um, so how can we actually, like, say, I, I know in the past, I mean, this is the one thing that I, I said to my students that maybe, you know, you and I may have maybe different now, but at the at, in the past, that it may be a difference of opinion, is that I said, I don't ask permission to heal entities because entities do not ask permission to attach to someone. So, but I don't heal the person. I heal the entity. You see? So that's my, that's my little trick. <laughs> so I, I get permission. Yeah. I heal the entity. Right. And, um, 
So uh, so that seems to have been very effective and, and working. But when we don't have permission to heal the person that we're having a relationship conflict with or an issue, whether it be an alcoholic, you know, husband or, you know, oppositional defiant child or a boss that's just really narcissistic, like how can we use emotion code and body code to improve those relationships when we don't have permission to heal the other person? Well, you know, the fascinating thing is uh, what – what we've observed over the years is that um, uh, no relationship exists in a vacuum. And if you work on one person that you do have permission mm-hmm. to work on, inevitably the other person does change. And um, you can also find sometimes, uh, like you were mentioning earlier, uh, that uh, there may be an entity in a relationship that that uh, you might have to find the entity that way because it may not actually be attached to either person, but it's attached to the relationship or kind of between the relationship, uh, right. between the, the parts in the relationship. Um, there, can be, uh, there, can, there can be shared emotional energy, uh, shared trapped emotions that people can have. A whole entire family, for example, can share one uh, emotion from some event that they maybe all experienced. And mm. um, that's one energy. And if you clear that from one person, it can clear from everybody. Um, of course, also working on um, working on there. There are two things really that you can do. Let's say, for example, you're trying to work with a child that uh, uh, that maybe is an adult child. Uh, so, um, if it you know, of course, if they're an adult child, then you do need to get their permission to work on them. But um, let's say that uh, let's say you have an adult child that you want to work on. Uh, and you are not able to get permission, can you still help that person? Well, you can to a degree. What you can do is you can work on your own uh, inherited emotions that, mm-hmm. uh, that you've received, that you've passed to that person. And uh, because when you release trapped emotions that were inherited, uh, then you're going to be clearing them from lots of people and you don't have to get permission from them. Another thing that you can do is you can ask uh, when you find your own trapped emotions, you can ask, okay, did I, did I pass this to my child? Or are there any trapped emotions that I passed to that child at conception? Find those and release those. And then, yes. because those are really only one energy, right? Uh, when you clear it from yourself, it also is going to clear it from them. So, um, so those are some fun things that you can do. And that's exactly, you know, I, I, I had that exactly happen in my, uh, clinic, uh, you know, when, when we were doing this and they said, well, I don't have permission from my, you know, son to do this. And I said, well, let's see what inherited emotions he has that you have too. <laughs> yeah, exactly <laughs> right. Those, you know? yeah. 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 So, so yeah, that, that, that is really cool. That is super cool. Um, and so do you feel like, is there any other things that we can do using emotion code or body code? If, if we have someone in our life that's self-destructing and, you know, we're not self-destructing, but, you know, just, just really, you know, going through a painful period, um, we don't seem to have conscious control over. Well, you know, it can be really difficult to um, it can be really difficult to to experience uh, a family member, for example, who um, continually makes wrong choices and um, and is not really not really that open to being helped and so on. And, uh, and, you know, sending, sending unconditional love to those family members uh, is I think one of the most important things that you can do. And um, 
And also mm-hmm. it's important to realize that in these family situations, um, people have to be free to make their own choices. Um, yes. You know, and, you know, there's a, there's a whole war going on, a whole battle right now uh, that goes back to the very beginning of the world and before that. And it's all about this. It's all about people being are people free should people be free to make their own choices and their own decisions or should someone else control them because someone else knows better and that's really mm. what it comes down to i mean that's the, that you can look at the political systems in the world you right. can look at family organizations all kinds of things we see this uh this dichotomy where you've got freedom total freedom on one side and then on the other side you've got total control and so um you know, the total control side, you look at, look at North Korea. Well, what's happening there? Well, people aren't free to make any kind of decisions at all. And then on the other side of that, you have, you'd have a society where there's, I suppose, you, you know, maybe you'd have anarchy. But there's kind of a fine point in there somewhere where you end up with, with, a, I, with, with I think what our founding fathers really tried to create in the very beginning was a society where people were free – to make their own choices and their own decisions and, uh, and weren't forced um, to do things. And I think that when you have a family relationship, you don't want to force anybody. People have to be free to make their choices. Even if the choices that they're making you know are the wrong choices and you can see where this is going to take them, but yet they've mm. got to make those choices. They have to learn for themselves sometimes that those those choices, you know, are wrong and that can be a hard thing, but, um, but yeah, I, you know, the emotion code, the body code energies that are in the body code, for example, that are not in the emotion code. Um, like for example, psychic trauma, which is where you have, uh, more than one emotion that maybe has gotten trapped in the body and they've gotten trapped together into one ball of energy. Those can be inherited, um, energies can be shared. There are other other things in the body code that also can uh, can mm. be inherited. So there are things that you can do, and um, and don't forget prayer too, because prayer works, and prayer is very powerful. And uh, feeling love and unconditional love and gratitude for people, and I don't know, mm-hmm. you know, it's um, there. We actually have a lot more power than we think we have in relationships like this, but sometimes no matter what we do, um, things go wrong. And, and then what can you do? Um, well, you, you keep going. That's all you can do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I noticed Dr. Brad that in my own life that, um, the more I tried to control my family members, like tell them what to do, what to eat. I've got the MD, listen to me, you know, but they were looking at my life as being stressed and all this kind of stuff. I wasn't a great model. Like, like I knew all this knowledge, but I wasn't necessarily happy or relaxed or anything like that. And when I let go of trying to control them and just started really focusing on me. And even if I was pissing them off or not being who I said I was or whatever, that mm-hmm. eventually everyone elevated their life. Like it's, it's really interesting 
like uh, my brother who had been living at home for a long time. My parents were very worried about him not being able to get a job. Like he ended up with, you know, a stable job, relatively high paying for the kind of job. Uh, he ended up suddenly announcing he was going to buy a condo and a, and, and, and a car and he moved out. And I was like, how did that happen? Because <laughs> it had nothing to do with what I was doing, <laughs> you know, but all I did yeah. was focused on me and even my parents, the relationship, you know, was more harmonious and, people got healthier. I mean, not perfectly, but I, I keep wanting to control sometimes, but just doing that thing that you're talking about, that unconditional love and prayer and seeing them healthy and happy uh, yeah. is much more powerful than me working or trying to fix them. Uh, yeah, I, I, I would totally agree with that. I think that that, uh, that part of it is so important to, um, to see them not so much as they are now, if you're not happy with where a family member is, but seeing them how they could be and treating them for how they could be. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I've always thought that it's interesting. Somebody, somebody told me once that um, God sees all the versions of us. He sees, you know, the version of us a thousand years ago. He sees the current version. And he also sees the eventual ultimate version of each one of us. And imagine if, we could look at everybody and see them not as they are now, but for um, what they can be and all the potential mm. that they can totally manifest in the world. If that's how we treated each other, uh, you know, especially in family relationships and, uh, and other relationship dynamics, it can really change things. Oh, I totally, totally believe that. In fact, uh, I just finished coming back from the Omega Institute a couple of weeks ago doing what I call the Light Warrior Training Camp. And it's, you know, one of the exercises we do, I call it transformational telepathy, where we see and embody the, the new reality of how we want our relationships to be and, and being grateful for what they do do well rather than the trouble that they're in, which, which is so, so easy for us to focus on, right? If they're ill or, oh, yeah. or you know, so in jail or whatever. So, and, and, um, and it's amazing. Usually when I do this exercise, I would say within 24, 48 hours, there's like often a complete turnaround, just, you yeah. know, like, uh, conflicts resolved. I mean, it's, it's super handy. So we're, we're all on the same page. Now I do want to, um, uh, some folks, uh, now we have more people with their hand up, so I don't want to have them wait too much longer, Dr. Brad. So are you okay, okay. with doing some, uh, answering some questions now? Absolutely. Yep. Excellent. Fantastic. Okay. So the number to call in if you are, uh, well, actually, I, I'm, I just got word <laughs> from my uh, from my assistant that the webcast, for whatever reason, is not working very well. So people are needing to call in. She's just uh, Facebooked everyone to let them know to call in. But I'm just going to say it anyway. Uh, the number is 818-514-1190. Hit one. So your hand is up. So we know you have a question, 818-514-1190. Okay, and then if you are still on the webcast, uh, even though you can't hear us, if you do have a question for Dr. Brad, you can also post it on the chat as well. So I'm let me just going to write that in there. Okay, fantastic. All right, so we'll send that in the chat. All right, so let me just uh, – I'm just going to go ahead and do a little muscle testing here to see who we are unmuting first. So whoever I'm unmuting, I'm just going to say your area code, and then if you could introduce yourself, your first name only, and then your question for Dr. Brad. So let's see here. Okay, so area code 615. I'm going to unmute you now. Hello? 
Hello, this is Jeannie, and thank you so, so much. Um, Dr. Karen, you're wonderful. And Dr. Oh. Bradley, I, <laughs> I've read your stuff. Hi, um, hi there. I get a lot stuck in self-doubt. <laughs> so, yeah. And the specific situation is it almost feels like, oh, this is dreamland. Like, yes, I see people, and I absolutely believe love heals all. But I have a situation where I have very negative experiences in relationship with um, a, a brother who's done mm-hmm. nasty things, but it evolves into like total lies and total attacks and almost seems like he's enjoying, quote, torturing me. And he's done it legally. He's a lawyer, so he could like do me all, the, all that bit. And I go into oh, fear. Yeah. And it's, um, you know, number one, the heartbreak. But yeah. the anger with the heartbreak of I already have loved you. So what am I not letting go? Yeah. But there's also my ego goes into the, I'm going to just say the hatred because one level you've loved someone, given them privileges and that wasn't good enough. They sue you to take as much as they can from you. And I just feel like a weak person. How does one humble themselves enough to say, yes, love, but I am love. Yeah. Well, that's, uh, I'm sorry for your situation, first of all. Um, that's got to be really heartbreaking and so difficult. Um, you know, as it, it's really interesting. As a follower of Christ, I'm thinking about some of the teachings that he gave, which were so revolutionary for his day and are still really totally revolutionary for how we normally run our lives. Um, for example, he said, if someone sues you at the law uh, for your coat, just go ahead and give it to them. Don't, don't fight okay. them. Just give it to them. If someone um, – back in those days, the, uh, the Roman soldiers could compel um, a Jew in Jerusalem or wherever – to carry their armor, their heavy armor, uh, the they were the law was they could do that, and the limit was one mile. And so Jesus said, uh, if someone compels you to go with them for a mile, that's what he was referring to. Um, if some Roman soldier wants you to carry their armor for a mile, don't argue about it. Go ahead and do it. And and then he said. Uh, basically what we understand now is that even though the limit back then, the legal limit that a Roman soldier could compel you to carry their armor was one mile, he said if they, if that soldier makes you carry their armor for two miles, go ahead and do it. Just do it. And um, so, you know, it's, it's a fascinating thing because as uh, – I think that um, sometimes people get the wrong idea or don't understand, but it's it's not an easy thing, really. When you look at things like that, at teachings like that, that that are really so radically different from what we're used to, um, it's not an easy thing to do to try to put those things into practice. And especially our culture is so different from that. If someone sues us, well, the you know we we want to be. 
we want to counter that and we want to sue them back and we want to uh I totally just said whatever let me get out of this lawsuit I lost a ton of money I lost a house yeah. and the energy it, there's a viciousness to it and that's what I'm not understanding so if I yeah. were to say on the opposite of that the bible also says that people should be using their talents. So if I were to say they lived off of me for five and a half years, free, they were supposed to pay me back rent on the house. I end up Mm -hmm. losing the house because they sue me for it, and I don't have the funds to protect myself. Isn't it also in the Bible to say yes, but by allowing this person, I could see the detriment of allowing this person for five and a half years to live off of me. I should have cut that off sooner because in the Bible, it's, it also says that, maybe I'm interpreting wrong, I don't know. It says that we should also hold people accountable to allow them to use their talents. And by allowing them to, to not use it, we're not allowing to, them to use their, look at their God resources. So well, I think by that me there's... being a softie, yeah. I harmed them in the long run. Well, that may I... be... The the thing about it is, I mean, what, what, I think what okay. you have to do is you have to look at, I think you got to look at your own life, and okay. um, and then realize, okay, um, how much energy, how much energy am I putting into this, and uh, because this kind of thing could really just suck up your whole life, it could suck up all the energy that you have, and um, oh, and absolutely. Well, the lawsuit yeah. is done, and it's. A dismissal was put in, and I'm thinking, oh, great, I'm free and clear. But the energy, and maybe it's the runoff energy, is that he keeps coming back to me that, well, you still owe me more money. Yeah. And it's like well, it's just like stories made up. So how would I try to step backwards? I know it's a problem that it's my reality, well, but you know, in a situation like it. this, oh, go ahead. Yeah. Mm-hmm. one of the things that you can do, uh, you, I'm sure you don't have permission to work on your brother, but one of the things that you can do is you can work on yourself to find out mm-hmm. um, if there is anything that is uh, anything energetically that's going on with you that is promoting this kind of thing from him. Sometimes, uh, you know, one of the things we have in the in the body code, for example, that we talk about is something called a broadcast message. And a broadcast message is an energy that's being sent out continually by your body uh, that's picked up by other people's subconscious minds. And um, sometimes it's negative, like, you know, abuse me or hurt me or kick me or something like that. Right. Um, there can be trapped emotions, too, that can be shared. And sometimes, I mean, if you really look at it and you really analyze it, um, you know, oftentimes it's it's ultimately about forgiveness in some way, um, mm-hmm. and you know, and when this kind of thing happens, uh, sometimes you know it, it can be very very difficult. But if there is ultimately for you, what you have to do <laughs> to have peace in your life again is you're going to have to forgive because you, you really can't right. have peace until you do. And that's not an easy thing when someone has really abused you, uh, especially abused you unjustly. 
Um, but uh, nevertheless, that's uh, that's what you have to do to have peace. And uh, you might need to move somewhere. I don't know. <laughs> I'm sure you've thought about that too. We live across the country from each other, but it is it's that sad thought of going, okay, he knows where I live, and if I move, then she can't he can't give me that next lawsuit it but that's kind of sad in a way to say, uh, am I just running, and if I have that energy, if that hit me signs on me, okay, I clear this one up, then the next one comes around so that, i I think that's my whole. This is a huge yeah. lesson, and I just want to make sure I learn it. Yeah. Well, I, so I, a couple of things. Um, one thing, like we talked about a little bit, um, checking yourself or having someone else check you would be a good idea to see if there is anything going on with you that is promoting this because you've got to get rid of that. And then the other thing is just to realize, I think, um, my brother is not well. And, uh, and it's really sad and I feel bad for him, but you know what? Ultimately you sending him love. And let me tell you something. Right. Um, you think about that, think about the situation I was talking about, and I'm not sure if you heard it or not, but, uh, where the school teacher was telling everybody coming in. Yeah. What you can do is you can, you can spend some time. I'll tell you what, you spend about 60 seconds every day just, Sending him unconditional love. Just see mm-hmm. when you tell someone, mm-hmm. you know, when you tell someone I love you, it doesn't matter where they are in the world. Uh, their spirit instantly picks that up and understands that and comprehends that. You know, you can let them know, hey, I'm sorry, I love you. It goes back to uh, Ho'oponopono, you know, the. Yeah, the Hawaiian, the Hawaiian method, which basically is where you send love and you 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 tell people, um, I'm sorry, please forgive me, thank you, I love you, and you can do that from where you are on the other side of the country. Do that every day, and uh, it, it's I, it's probably inevitable that it's going to make some kind of a shift for him, and he won't understand what's okay. happened, but. He'll just maybe give up matter. harassing yeah. you. Huh? Okay. Yeah, that doesn't yeah. matter. I know the outcome thing is, is also don't have the outcome there. I so, so, so appreciate it. And I will apply the knowledge starting now. So thank you. Awesome. Yeah, I hope Great. Thanks for your question. <laughs> awesome. God Oh, that's great. So I just I just muted you. And uh, yeah, and I, I was going to add Dr. Brad that, you know, some of the, the quality questions that she could ask, she does, you know, the body code and motion code um, is just asking, you know, how willing am I to be free, you know, of, right. of the situation? How willing am I to feel peaceful? How willing am I to forgive and even getting a percentage out of 100% in this particular sure. situation? Because I've found that if I do that question, how willing am I to X or what, you know, what's my resistance level to experiencing yeah. peace? Sometimes it'd be uh-huh. like 10 out of 10. I'm like, ah, oh, shoot. <laughs> you know? Right. I resist yeah, yeah, feeling peace. Yeah. And then, and then you can use, you know, whether it be top again, healing, whether it be body code, emotion, and then you can ask, okay, well, what's preventing me from being a hundred percent willing 
you know, to experience peace in this relationship. And then you go, oh, here's that hidden trapped emotion. Here's that, you know, psychic trauma. Here's that family curse, you know, that maybe didn't come up with just simple questioning. So, um, yeah, it's all about how you ask the questions and the questions you ask. And um, so, yeah, great, great point. Thank you, Karen. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Yeah, this is fun stuff. Um, Okay, so we have someone here, area code 727. I'm going to unmute you. You can speak to Dr. Brad. Hello, who's this? Hi, hi, this is Karen. Is uh, this Dr. Bradley? Yeah, hi, Karen. Hey, Karen. Hi, hi. Well, um, so my question is that my life is pretty different from what I feel my soul purpose is, and I'm wondering if you can read it all, if you can see any aspects of what's still blocking me because I am already in my 50s and I'd like to get moving on it and I, I'm also a huge follower of Jesus Christ and I, I have done a lot of work with him and also a lot of healing you know spiritual healing for the last 20 years on myself uh-huh. so cool um, for you. yeah yeah but I'm really I'd like to get more aligned with who I really am in my life okay. Okay, so what do you feel like? Uh, where do you feel like your heart wants to take you? All I've been interested in for as long as I can remember is heal is healing. You know, okay, that's really what and art. I mean, of course, I also love art, but in those realms. Okay, cool. So, what are you doing now? I work for. I work for an organization that teaches Qigong and nutrition and, um, and breath work. Okay. So you're, uh, so you're, you're in the, in the ballpark, right? But, but what's missing? Um, your, uh, your own, your own practice maybe? Is that what you're looking for? Uh, I mean, yeah, that would be wonderful, but it doesn't even have to be that. I'm just looking for the flow. It's been so many, uh, seriously, blocks. <laughs> Every time I try to step in the flow, I got a little bit tired. I'm not even really trying to get in the flow right now. I'm just trying to get, uh, I mean, my, my I've had a lot of a lot of things happen in my life, which really prevented me from moving forward. So um, okay. I, I'm just trying to get a more, more, peaceful place and then I would love to have a practice sure or I, it doesn't even have to be a practice I mean I, I would I would um, mm-hmm. just I would I would heal people in whatever way you know it doesn't have to be an actual practice yeah okay mm-hmm. sure absolutely <clears throat> well you know the uh, the biggest thing that I have found that uh, that blocks people from being able to really manifest what's in that heart. I believe we each have a, uh, a perfect blueprint in the heart. Uh, which, and the heart, of course, is a second yeah. brain. And uh, mm-hmm. the biggest mm-hmm. thing that tends to block that, of course, is a heart wall. Um, and, mm-hmm. you know, when we feel like our heart is breaking at some point in life, we can put up that wall. And... Um, and then it interferes with our ability to really manifest what we're capable of manifesting into the world. So I don't know if you've had that. Have you worked on that at all? Um, 
not specifically, but I know what you're talking about. Okay. Yeah. Well, I'll tell you what, that's, that's the first thing that I would do. And um, mm-hmm. what I can do also, if you want, is I, I can tune into you here and just see um, if there's anything else that, that shows up. Thank you. Or if that's the block. I don't know. Let's see. Let's find out. Awesome. Let's. Um, <clears throat> okay. So give me just a moment here and I'll ask for some help for us from up above. All right. So let's see here. Karen, um, hmm, is there. Is there anything blocking? Now, one of the things that we can do is we can have the subconscious mind kind of prioritize and give us the single biggest thing. Um, So let's ask, is there something blocking you from being able to really manifest uh, your ideal life and purpose and destiny in the world? I get a yes, there is. So looking at the body code, uh, is it something on the right side? I'm getting a no. I'm just muscle testing on myself. There's definitely something energetic here. Let's see what it is. Something on the left side? No. Addictive heart energy, allergy? No. It's definitely something emotional. Uh, trapped emotion? No. It's actually your heart wall. So mm-hmm. that's the okay. first thing that I would do is, um, now of course, you know, if you've got the emotion code book, you can do it yourself. Or if you're not mm-hmm. sure about that, you can, you know, there's lots of practitioners. Uh, Dr. Karen can help you, um, or yeah. we've got lots of practitioners at discoverhealing.com that can help you to get rid of that. Um, that's that's showing up as the single biggest block right now. Wow. Uh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, I believe. I mean, I wouldn't have thought of it, but I do believe it. <laughs> so thank yeah. you so much. Yeah. Thanks for calling yeah, in. It's pretty common. I mean, ninety-three percent mm-hmm. of people have a heart wall, so. Yep. You know. We're all in good company. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. I know. I'm surprised it's still there because it's all the work I've done, but I believe it, uh, that it could still be there because, um, yeah, I, I've even recently been hurt, so it probably went up again. <laughs> you know what I mean? So yeah, that can happen. That kind of thing can happen. That, that can happens. Happen. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that yeah, absolutely. Happens. Okay. Yeah, well, go get, that, go okay. get rid of that heart wall and then uh, go for it. Yeah, that's great. Okay, I just I just muted Karen, but uh, yeah, Karen, I, what, you, Dr. Brad, I have a funny <laughs> funny thing to tell. This was years ago, mind you, but so I, I cleared my heart wall, cleared the hidden heart wall. Took a while, like I don't know how many miles thick mine was, but anyway, so I had this dream one time about uh, I was in the hospital and zombies had taken over, and I was somehow in charge of getting rid of them or healing them or helping them, but they were attacking, and I was you know, really scared. And I woke up and uh, so I did my checkup and I, I said, I have a heart wall. I'm like, dang it. <laughs> I just, you know, what's going on? And it was uh it was an emotion of terror. Oh, from and the it dream. was from the dream. And I was yeah, like, Oh happen. man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I think that was before the whole, you know, the whole knowledge about entities and things like that. Uh, so it was, it was kind of like leading me in that direction, but I thought that was hilarious that, that uh, my heart wall, you know, started built, mind you, that was only like three millimeters or something, but you know, but it was terror and absolutely I was terrified. I mean, I was really terrified, you know, in the dream. Yeah. <laughs> yeah isn't it funny um, that, uh, that can happen from dreams? Yeah, it can happen. It can happen. Who says it's not reality, right? 
Um, yep. Okay. Oops, I lost my cue. Where am I? Okay, here we go. We have do 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 do. Okay, area code three one five. I'm unmuting you now. Okay. Hi. Who's this? Hi, it's Pat. Thank you. Hey, Pat. Thank you very much. A huge message that I've gotten from this that's so valuable for all of us, Dr. Bradley, is that we need to send unconditional love to our enemies and people that don't have our best interests at heart, you know? Yeah, exactly. Uh, Well, think about what did Jesus say? He said, love your enemies and Mm -hmm. do good to those that hate you and and pray for those that, that use you spitefully and abuse you. That's what he said. Well, that's not easy to do, but that's that's what he said. And so, yeah. <laughs> wow. Yeah. It's so good to talk to you. Um, Dr. Karen has done a lot of work with me with trapped emotions and generations of emotional trauma, you know, uh-huh. and entities. And most recently, she helped me on the show to remove what I realized that a Reiki retreat was a trap, uh, a hidden spell, curse, or hex that was laid over 25 years ago. Hmm. But I, you know, I think I've broken the cycle of injury, but I'm still suffering in pain. Is, Is there anything you can do to help with that? I mean, I've got so much pain from previous injuries mostly on the right huh. side of my body, always, always on the right or the center of the body. Huh. Um, yeah. So so are you, are you having pain right now? Yes. And where is it at? Right side? Well, lately, the foot, lately it's been in my right foot, very, you know, like disabling condition. Oh, right foot, huh? So uh, on a zero to 10 scale, um, how would you rate it right now? Zero being no pain and 10 being the worst you can think of. I would say between a four and a five at this point. Four to a five. And you say it's your right foot? Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, I don't know. I've been doing acupressure for it lately, so it's diminished it. But if I walk... I can't take a walk. You know, if I walk, it exacerbates it. And today I'm off, so I'm just taking it easy. Well, let's see if we can tune in really quick, and maybe we can find something. You never know. What's your name? Pat. Your first name? Pat. Pat. Pat, P-A-T? Yes. Got it. Okay. You're a little muffled, so. Um, yeah, you are a little muffled, Pat. Yeah. Sorry no about that. No problem. All right, so uh, give me a moment here. I'll ask her some help from up above. But really, Dr. Brad, you know, the pain uh-huh. can be from head to toe, and, you know, it is usually. Yep. Okay. Well, Especially all right. Especially at so, night because I can't get comfortable, you know, at night. Okay. Lay in well, pain, pain is just your body's way of telling you there's something else going on, right? Um, right. The pain... I mean, even though pain, of course, is is a nuisance and it's not fun, it's important to realize that the pain is not the problem. Pain is just a check engine light, like would come on in your car if there's something wrong with your engine. Pain is just your body's way of saying, hey, there's something else happening. So let's figure out what that is if we can. So what is that? Um, is there an underlying reason? I'm using the body code now. 
is there an underlying reason for this pain? It literally could be anything. Anything can cause anything, is the old saying of the holistic physician. But uh, let's see, it's, uh, I'm not getting that it's anything on the right side of the body code. So is it a toxin or something in circuits and systems? No, it's something in the energies area. So um, let's see, is it something on the left side or the right? Is it addictive heart energy or an allergy or an intolerance? It's definitely something emotional. Let's see what shows up here. Is this a trapped emotion, a heart wall? No, it's actually an emotional resonance. Now, an emotional resonance is a little different. Um, This is in the body code. It's not in the emotion code. But an emotional resonance is where some part of your body uh, or maybe your whole body is left ringing uh, or vibrating with a certain emotional frequency. So uh, a trapped emotion, on the other hand, is like a little ball of energy. But this is different. This is where your body, your DNA, or some organ or some part of your body is just ringing with this certain frequency. So let's ask, um, is this your whole body that's ringing with this frequency? Yes. Okay, so let's see what it is. Um, Is this in column A? No, it's in column B. Is it in one of the odd rows? Is it in row one or three or five? It's in row three, column B. Is the emotion confusion? Is it defensiveness? Is it grief? Is it self-abuse? It's an emotion of self-abuse. Now, self-abuse is usually about bad internal dialogue. You know, usually it's about uh, telling ourselves we're, you know, we're worthless or we're stupid or, you know, we all make mistakes all the time, but, um, but sometimes we're brutally hard on ourselves. So, Let's see if we need to know more about this. Actually, Pat, we do. How old are you right now? 29 with several years experience. (laughs) (laughs) Right on. Okay. All right. Well, let's see when this occurred. This occurred in the last, within the last 10 years, earlier than 30, earlier than 20, earlier than 10. Wow. This actually goes back a long way. I figured that. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, childhood, yeah. I didn't have much control in childhood. This this is from around age eight. And and it's uh, self-abuse from age eight. So so I don't know if you remember anything that, you know, when we go back that far, it's hard to remember much, but. Yeah, I remember a lot. Do you? Yeah. I had a lot Something of trauma, happened. so I remember. Yeah. Uh, AJ, there was a lot of domestic violence and abuse in my uh, home. Yeah. Okay. I'm sorry. Well, do we need to know oh, more well, about this? We that don't. was a long time ago. I don't, you know. It was a long time ago, yeah. I don't usually but, worry about it. I kind of forgave everybody, you know, but I guess well, I didn't forgive myself. Good. Well, this this is an emotional resonance of self-abuse, and your your whole body is vibrating. I mean, if if we could put a uh, if we could put a, a some kind of an instrument up to your body that could measure emotional energy, it would it would the needle would go to oh boom self-abuse, right? From well, this, I still, if I really you know think about what happened, I could get very emotionally upset sometimes, you know. Yeah, well, like that's when I wrote a letter, yeah. yeah. When I wrote uh-huh. about it, I cry. You know, whenever I think about it that way. Yeah. You know, deeply. Well, let's, yeah. Let's release this self-abuse. Okay. Thank I'm you. Releasing it now. 
Sure. Now, uh, did we release that? We did. Okay. I want you to, um, if you're sitting, stand up, try moving around a little bit, and let's see how that feels now. Wow, I'm just uh, sort of tripped a little bit. Normally, that would have sent me through the ceiling, but I'm, okay. I'm fine, actually. Yeah, the pain so on a zero is to 10, uh, diminished. Nice. Yeah, good. Okay, uh, one, cool. one and a half, something like that. Yeah. Okay. Awesome. Um, Thank so, you. And hopefully, hope, sure. Hopefully, this will help with what's going on with the rest of your body. Uh, you know, the number one thing that causes physical discomfort for us is our emotional baggage. And you know what? Let's let's just really quickly. Let me see if we can find and release one more because there's there's just something else going on. Hang on a minute. And it's something emotional. If you've been protesting while you talk to the callers, while they're explaining, because you seem to go right to the issue, you know? Well, you know, I, I just muscle tested and the, the, really the secret is, the secret sauce is that I pray first. I just ask God, hey, I need some help here. And then I just ask questions mentally and get the answers. Anybody can do it. You know, uh, you can learn it in the emotion code, learn it in the body code. You know, it's easy to do. Mm-hmm. But you have a tracked emotion mm-hmm. we need to clear, too. And this one's in column B, uh, in an odd, no, in an even row, in row two, in row four, in row six. We've got to clear this one, too. And uh, this one is, this is an emotion of unworthy, which kind of goes along with oh, the self-abuse yeah. thing, right? And this right. also. Yeah, that, that was that. Yeah, that was really powerful then. You know, yeah. from when I was a child. Yeah. Yeah. This one goes back to this goes back to age eleven actually, so a little bit older. Do we need to know more about it? No, we don't. I'm gonna go ahead and release this. Okay, go ahead and take a walk now. And let's see how that feels now. I feel pretty good, I have to say. Better than I have in a while. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, there you go. So um Oh goody. Yeah. So you're gonna yeah. make it, Karen. Pat. Sorry. Pat, yeah, no, sorry. You know uh, I was gonna I have to meet Pat because we got a few more minutes left, but um Pat, you know, you may really you know, I mean given that you're in the healthcare industry, I mean you really may want to learn for yourself, you know, to do the emotion code or the body code. Um and um I just find it so much more efficient, <laughs> you know, than so many things that, that I've done in the past. So I highly encourage people listening to the show who are inspired, who haven't yet, you know, started with, a, you know, motion code or body code. Um, I mean, that's, it's a great place to start and, and you can get so much, uh, so much powerful healing. And then the, the better you get at it, the better questions you learn to ask. And that's what I'm really good at is asking those quality questions. And uh, so I was just going to share the URL, the uh, website again, it's discoverhealing.com. If uh, I do have an affiliate link as well, in case you are interested in, you know, personally emotion code or body code, would love it. If you'd use my affiliate link, it'd be karencan.com forward slash body code. It goes to the same site, Discover Healing. Um, And then, uh, yeah, I think, uh, you know, uh, if you buy that, then I get a little bit of a commission, which is super awesome. (laughs) Um, Now, Dr. Brad, I know we have just about three, four minutes left. I know there's some folks that still have their hand up. So um, mm-hmm. sorry, we won't be able to speak to everyone today. Uh, but if, if, if someone, you know, is, is uh, we have a question here in the chat. If someone is, um, 
you know, having trouble with, uh, you know, uh, similar symptoms that seem to not go away or, or, or seem to recur after doing, uh, you know, many years of this kind of work. Do you have any advice for them on that? And then we can segue into, you know, our goodbyes after that. Sure. Well, the, um, <clears throat> the bottom line, uh, I believe, is that uh, the subconscious mind knows with a perfect understanding uh, why we have symptoms, why we have depression or anxiety or phobias or panic attacks or PTSD or eating disorders or why we're doing some kind of self-sabotage over and over, you know, choosing the wrong kind of abusive maid or whatever, or why we have physical um, symptoms, why we have diseases. The subconscious mind knows those things. Now, having said that, um, sometimes there is another dynamic going on, and that is that sometimes there is something that we, uh, that God, higher power, universe, however you want to call it, uh, wants us to learn. There is something that maybe we are supposed to learn from whatever it is that we're dealing with. Now, the other thing that I need to, uh, to uh, so you can contemplate that. The other thing that's important to realize, too, is that we don't, uh, we don't lose our health. We don't get sick overnight. Imbalances take sometimes years mm-hmm. and decades to develop. And so um, sometimes people get discouraged because we, we live in this society where we're so conditioned to want instantaneous results all the time. And, and luckily, with the emotional code and the body code, we can often do that, but but oftentimes, too, it takes, uh, it takes time because we have to peel off layers and layers and layers of emotional baggage and all kinds of things to really get to the underlying root. So it's important to not give up because, um, uh, you know, sometimes, uh, sometimes it just takes time and healing is a process. So it be, it, uh, it's a way of life, really, to start unraveling and getting rid of and reducing all the garbage that you've gathered to yourself <laughs> over all the years of your existence. And mm. um, so, so those are some things that I would say are important to remember. Yeah, I absolutely agree. And I love your stories that you told previously about not giving up. And I think that's super, super important. To, as long as you're still finding stuff, keep going. <laughs> I love that. That's right. Um, so, yeah, so Dr. Brad, thank you again so much for being on the calls, for spending our 90 minutes with us. Thanks for everyone for calling in. If you want to learn more about the Emotion Code and Body Code, you can go to karencan.com forward slash body code, all one word, B-O-D-Y-C-O-D-E. And uh, until next time, lots of love to everyone. Thank you, Dr. Brad. Thank you, Karen. Thanks, everybody.